Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Through the Looking Glass. Uh, the whole TTLG crew, TTLG underscore crew is here <laughs> and ready, ready to rip. So we're going to we're going to try something new today. Um, just going to talk a little bit about uh, what's changed in the ecosystem this week, uh, kind of how we're thinking about it and uh, and, you know, some ways to uh, just think about positioning generally um in the ecosystem and so this this disclaimer is very important today please please remember this is not uh investment advice at all this is for informational and educational purposes only um do your own research and uh and uh you know think deeply before uh placing any money in this crazy market go talk to somebody that's an investment professional it's not us um so with that um i don't know uh georgie ryan you guys want to kick this off and talk a little bit about what, what's changed, how you're thinking about those changes and how, uh, what some possible implementations might be, um, or, you know, uh, uses of that information might be for you. Yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring up the point with the whole anchor borrow interest rate. I'm sure if any of you guys are borrowing, you have noticed that the, um, the net APR, has dropped significantly. I believe it was around uh, 11, 12%. And now we're down to the two to 3% range. So um, that can kind of has thrown a wrench in everybody's strategy, maybe. Um, it hasn't really thrown too much of a wrench in my strategy. Um, we also have the 90 million Luna that's going to be burned um, to fund osmosis. Is that correct? um or, i thought it was gonna uh, maybe but they would just print ust from those right that's so, my understanding one billion of ust or something or two right. billion, something like that so, yeah. so that's the other aspect too you got the luna being burned um my my strategy's pretty much been the same i mean obviously the interest rate drop kind of sucks you know because we don't get paid very much to borrow now um we discussed with Gorgie. I like that that's the comment. Man, we don't get paid enough to borrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's no longer those 100%, you know, APR days where it's like, oh man, I'm borrowing. <laughs> We're going to be sitting on the porch in our rocking chairs, guys, being like, do you remember the days when they used to pay 32% to borrow? <laughs> yeah. I was looking at some of them, 130%. You remember those? It was like, those are kind of blips on the radar, but I mean, yep. solid days. But uh, no, I mean, Gorgie brought up a good point the other day and it kind of got me thinking. So, you know, I, Gorgie has started to spread some of his assets into BETH, right, Gorgie? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I actually think is a, is a actually really good strategy, especially, you know, for the people out there that are just buying Luna, bonding it, and then you know, you're kind of stuck on it for 21 days because if you want to pull it out, uh, if you instant burn it, I mean, you're losing like 10%, 11% right off the top. So I'm kind of taking my anchor rewards and buying BETH with them. And then uh, I'm going to sit on the BETH, you know, if I, I'm not staking it just yet. Uh, there's no really need to, um, it's not crazy amounts of money to where, you know, I'm going to go get a boatload of, uh, more LP pools, but that's just my thought process. Buy some BE, little uh, diversification. And then if I need to uh, provide liquidity in the market downturn, I'll have that BE ready to go. Interesting. So I won't have okay. to uh, burn any Luna. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought about taking UST, take it to KuCoin, buy ETH, 
then go through the Lidos taking and converting to BE with the high fees, getting the premium price of BE. So you get about a hundred dollar premium plus or minus, but with almost no transaction fees on Terra. Might as well right. do that if you want Ethereum exposure. And as you mentioned, Ryan, because I borrowed and I bought a lot of Luna in the 10 to 20, 20 to 30 range, maybe 30 to 35, like 30 to 32 range. Mm -hmm. and I even bought with some borrowed money. So I'm so overweight on Luna. It doesn't make sense as much as I'm a lunatic, right, fan. Um, it just, it doesn't make sense to buy more. And um, so especially when we see some fluctuations with the Luna price, it can affect your collateral. So I'm particularly sensitive to that. So BE gives a nice counter, uncorrelated, Obviously, Bitcoin drops to 40,000, 30,000, everything will drop. So, you know, obviously that barring that, it's a good hedge. Um, I'm using still for LP. I'm going very high risk because I have very small operating capital. Uh, I'm going with Terraflocky and with Valkyrie. We've seen some price stability with those. I think it's pretty good, um, but I'm looking the percentage of... Valkyrie is dropping significantly the APR. So if it drops somewhere in the 400, 300 range, I'm going to balance because majority of it is in Terraflo uh, Valkyrie LP. I'm going to kind of make it about equal with Terraflocky. And you're seeing some weakness with mine, with Spectrum. Uh, Anchor is strong, but the APR dropped. So these like fundamental projects aren't good options for me because I want rapid uh, generation of UST and that UST I take and save as either UST, uh, I convert my rewards in a UST and 50% of it in, in BETH and I stake that so that it just gives me even bigger cushion on my, on my collateral. Mm -hmm. And I'll just keep, keep doing that. I expect if we have a big drop or we go, we go have a big run up and then a drop, I will sell some BETH but I probably will not sell Luna until we get into the 100 to 200. And if you look at uh, some of the analysis, um, you should keep it and, until it gets to 1,000. Uh, so, so I probably will not sell my Luna at all, all of my Luna at any point, anytime soon, but I, I might take a chunk of it and put it into USD. So are you selling the T-Flocky returns, Gorgie? I am, I am, you know, obviously you pay the 10%, but the APR is 500 something APR. The price is still just over a dollar. It's a pretty good uh, deal. Okay. But majority of my LP uh, win, uh, wins are from, uh, rewards are from Valkyrie right now. Okay. Of course, I got out of my position. I had a really big position at the very, very beginning and the, the rapid sell-off scared me and I pulled out even but at sort of at the bottom, if I had held that, it would have been even bigger. Right now, my position is com comparable, but I, I re-entered uh, at a later point. So the, the rewards aren't as big, but still huge. Yeah, and I, I know there's a Valkyrie, the airdrops for Valkyrie are supposed to start, um, I guess this coming week within the next three or four days. So we'll see that how it affects the price action. You never know, just maybe... Uh, more LP positions coming to the market with that. So, Joseph, man, what you been uh, what you been doing with your 
Yeah, so I'm just in. Uh, I'm just buying 100% silver and gold. No, I'm kidding. That's right. Um, uh, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think we're in a really interesting place with uh, with the crypto markets generally in Terra. Um, one thing I wanted to say just before I um, before I mention this, I highly encourage people. If you're way into Luna, go poke around on other ecosystems anyway. Um, I did a super deep dive on Avalanche on Friday night. And I, you know, nothing, um, I'm glad there's so much development happening in the space, but it's really hard to wrap your mind around how far Terra is ahead until you go and you and you and you play in these other ecosystems. I mean So what's why would I do that then? I just stay in Terra, you know? Because because you really you I think you really got to poke around and like what I'm what I'm finding is that like the longer that we're in uh in the crypto space, the more abstraction is happening away from some things that like like in a 2 years people won't talk about bridges. Bridges won't be a thing of the past, right? Yeah. But I could imagine understanding how to set up two ecosystems and bridge them could be very, very interesting, even in the future, as we continue to kind of edge thing, you know, edge this, you know, decentralized financial world, you know, to, to one kind of endpoint in the future. Um, and so all that is to say is that like, from a user, from a UI perspective, I guess, is really, really uh, what I'm talking about here. Uh, Tara's just you know, way ahead of the game. But I think understanding these other ecosystems can really help you think through, you know, other other products or strategies or, you know, lines of interconnectedness that might actually help the Terra ecosystem out, um, which then could help you value those as Terra brings them on or, you know, as you discover more about the protocol. So with that in mind, um, I love uh, your and Georgi's strategy on looking for, you know, differences in correlation that are all accessible through the Terra platform. Um, and really that comes down to 100% friction and fees, right? Like uh, ETH is absurd right now. It is absolutely absurd, you know, and it's just, it's, I mean, it's nonsense, you know, any transaction is, 150 200 $250, like it's insane. So, you know, obviously we've got some technical fixes that are coming online. It's a huge ecosystem, but, you know, so keeping things in Terra is super, super interesting because your trades don't have to be as clean to benefit, you know, even more from, from what those trades are. That's number one. Number two, um, and I think this was something that kind of dawned on me, you know, a little while ago. I would really, and this is just one person's opinion here. Um, I actually really like as we stair step up in Terra. Um, I am not a huge fan of big rips, and the reason is because yes, it feels great to go to bed and wake up and be up, you know, thirty five percent or whatever. But that's not really how assets grow in a healthy way. Kind of, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so, and so while it's fun, you know, you really need to think about it as like riding a roller coaster, like sure it's fun and it's great and whatever, but you don't want to live on the roller coaster. You know what I mean? Like you go, you know, you go to the zoo, you look at the animals, they're cool and interesting, but you don't want to bring them into your living room. You know, like you want to keep these two things separate. And so the reason I say that is because as we edge up and then we see a tighter band of trading, that's a great opportunity 
to look at things that are, and I don't want to say anti-correlated, but are not as correlated with, uh, with, right. with uh, Terra, even within Terra, Georgi, you made the comment, hey, we're seeing a little bit of stability in Valkyrie. These are great opportunities to just acquire Terra at a, at a discount, right? And if you believe that Terra is going to 100, Terra is going to 1,000, you know, you're buying this stuff at an insane discount right now. So one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is just like, you know, what, what will we need? So Terra is not that old. 2021 has been a hell of a year for the growth of this network. But we know that historically, Bitcoin's going to probably give us a little bit more juice at the end of the year. That's going to pull everything up just a bit, right? So what within the Terra, Terra ecosystem would you like to start dollar cost averaging into today for February of next year, right? And here's why I say this. Yeah, because you can get super interesting yields, you can have your cake and eat it too. And so, um, and so think about, I'm thinking deeply about order sizing. I'm thinking deeply about what is a portfolio within Terra, and then that being a component of a larger, uh, you know, crypto portfolio. Um, and so within Terra, just to put a bow on this, you know, Valkyrie's super interesting from a yield farming perspective, less interesting than something like Nexus for me, right? Um, and amazingly, like Terra uh, Flocky, I, you know, I think this thing's going to have legs, man. I mean, we'll see as they, as they, you know, unleash the kind of the, the next layers here, but gamifying like a, a NFT launch pad, you know, now the caveat here is the macro economy is going to have to play ball with us. Right. But that said, I think. So, so the NFT use case, a little more flimsy in my mind than like, de, you know, straight DeFi. Um, but I think that like you start adding up Anchor and like, and, and this is something I've also started to do is like, if I know that I'm going to have a period of time where I'm not going to be able to just to like watch stuff like a hawk, then I go back to something like Pylon, not so much in the past, uh, past month or so, but something like an anchor, a pylon or whatever, because you know they trade in a relatively tight band and you can still say, I'm going to get 77% on this thing. And if I time it properly, I could even get another two or 3% on the, on the asset kind of acquiring a little bit of value. So I'm super, I'm thinking very deeply about how money is moving within the Terra ecosystem because right. it's so easy to move money in the Terra ecosystem. That yeah, said, yeah. last note here, you see some real knuckleheads. Georgi, you and I were talking about this that are like coming in for like $350,000 orders on Nexus to like rip it like, you know, a percent and then are hopping out. It's like that type of trading when you see that happen, like it's and then you go and you look at what the wallet has done in the past it's pretty clear the people that were like in the right place at the right time and are trying to just like play, you know, play the, the law of big numbers here, right? Versus the people that are actually structuring positions and thinking kind of deeply about it. But, you know, watch how the money flows. Watch how the money flows in Terra because if Terra's trading sideways, it's a heck of an opportunity to acquire it at a discount. And that's kind of what I'm thinking about now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's especially with Terra being at, you know, like 40 where it's at now today, 
you know, it's been hanging out there. I mean, it's a great time to just scoop up as much as you can, right? I mean, I know, Gorgie, you're kind of already got that Luna position that you're looking for, but for people that have these LP positions that have extra cash, I mean. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I would be, I would be dollar cost averaging at these prices for sure. And I would continue probably even beyond 50. It's still yeah. undervalued. It's still it's and, well, and and I would really value. encourage I would really encourage just the thought around like again don't don't position for today position for tomorrow if you believe the ecosystem is going to grow so here's what I mean by that I think a hugely undervalued portion of this ecosystem is uh, is Terra staking right and the, the reason I say that is. It is a very, very, very low risk way to like get in and generate some very like consistent yield as we start to achieve some sort of, you know, price stasis. And so like, look, it's not a bad idea to take, you know, a tenth of a Terra, a third of a Terra and just uh, token and just put it into some of these validators regularly. You're not going to miss it. And I'm telling you that a tenth today could be is four bucks. A tenth yeah. tomorrow is a hundred. You know. So let me ask. Let me ask you this. Say you're. I disagree. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, because Gorgie, I, I have a good question that I'm going to ask, and this will because I know where your your answer is going to be, Gorgie. But I'm just curious what Joseph's going to be. So, that being said, if you are heavy into Luna borrowing, in anchor with UST and then LP in those uh, that money. What portion of that should be into staking then? Teeny tiny, teeny like tiny. 10%? But what I'm so say you got. Uh, I would say five, I would say I would say five percent, right? Five to ten percent. But what I'm doing is I'm there is in your trades. Once you get to a certain size, there's money you will not miss. There right. is no, like when you take fifty bucks and you do fifty bucks a day into something or twenty bucks a day into something. You're not going to miss it. And so why the, here's the reason that I think that this is important, right? The only way to trade successfully is to build a, 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 uh, a, what's the word system. I'm looking for? A, a, system. a system and a series of steps that you can do very regularly. And right. if you are 10 Xing, you, I, in my mind, it is really hard to catch that tiger by the tail you know, every time you may be able to get it right. But even in traditional markets, when you see something rip to try to get that last 10, 15% of a game, it's yeah. anybody's guess, right. you know? So in these markets, it's like, you know, yeah. when you say, if, if I score one Terra today and I'm just making this up, but here's what happens. I take 0.05 of it and I put it into staking. I take the rest of, I take half of it I buy, I'm saying 40 bucks in today's value. I buy BE and I stake it. And then I take the other, you know, what is that point, you know, four, nine percent or, you know, 0.49 of the, of the uh, Luna. And I go into a high APR APY project. And right. so that's what I'm saying is just a, a codified formulaic methodology so that you can go through each day and you can say, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. And, right, yeah. and and just count on you know that process but go ahead uh, let's, I want to hear yeah let's hear his perspective and then we'll uh we'll yeah, wrap this um, up just on luna stake not because i'm fundamentally against it but there are two three things that that bother me about it first of all is the 
uh, undelegating is 20, 21 days, I, and you don't receive rewards. I see that as protecting the system. I support it, but your investment strategy should take, it, take that into account, which means you're not really liquid. So if Luna goes to $150 tomorrow, you can't, uh, you don't have access to these gains. So, uh, uh, and if it, it can keep going to a thousand after, you still don't have access to these gains and it will drop after. And so, so that's one thing. The other thing is that the staking returns are a, a fixed APR, same thing with the airdrops. And I have a fundamental problem with the fact that they're linear, right? I mean, so they benefit asymptotically the massive Luna holders. I really wish the system did something like a square root or a log is maybe too severe, but a square root where as a smaller amount, you get slightly more. And as you get to like the hundreds of thousands, millions of Luna, your rewards get a little bit tapered to benefit the broader community putting some of their smaller amounts. That's not happening right now. So people with 20 million Luna in like how many wallets of, uh, there are maybe a hundred wallets like that with like millions of Luna, they get 99.999% of the staking rewards. And that effectively creates further uh, reinforces that imbalance. And now the airdrops with the new wallets reinforce that imbalance that's a big problem for me and i hope it gets that's fixed. a real it's a really good point. i just I it's just, a really good point it, it makes me not want to stake because i just don't feel i feel disadvantaged i don't even though it's an equal share there's no way for anybody to acquire million luna now whereas each one of us could have in the past so the cost basis is slightly different and i'm not taking anything away from people who had the foresight luck brilliance, whatever it is, to, and they have it. I don't mind that. Just looking at right now, if you look at the ecosystem, do you still want that ecosystem to continue to be dominated by a hundred wallets with millions of Luna? Or do you want to accelerate the decentralization? I think that there are ways to achieve that. That's all I have a problem with staking and with the airdrops. Yeah, Otherwise, I, I, and I I think one of the things that I, and I'll make this very short because I know we got to go here. Oh, but I yeah, think that I'm running to a rant a little, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I, it's a great point, Georgi, and I'm glad, I'm glad you went through that. I think one of the things that I think about here is like, you don't want to like throw yourself on the spear necessarily, but like, there, I think there is a certain responsibility to like get in and like, and like actually stake and be be a part of the ecosystem. I mean, and, 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 and I don't know, I don't know that that needs to be 95% of what you do necessarily. And frankly, I think if you have a bigger wallet, it, it you know, it is important for you to, to, to stake and, and provide some stability here. Um, but I think that's gotta be the focus of 2022 to your point, we have got to start uh, suggesting and implementing, you know, some processes that, that, encourage new people to come in as Tara gets to be 100, 200, 300. Like, otherwise, it's total bullshit when somebody just because they live somewhere that where maybe the information didn't get there as quickly, they're at such a deficit in coming in. And they're just like at the whim of a wallet that just happened to have, you know, $100,000 sitting around when Tara was two bucks, you know, it's just not it's not, it's, it doesn't make sense, you know? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in the next week with these Luna getting burned and then how maybe this may change our investment strategies. I know we talked about we're going to be doing a weekly recording of our investment strategy as far as how things are changing with Luna. So uh, keep an eye out for that because that'll be uh, good to see everybody's perspective on how we evolve with our strategies, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you so much, guys. And Georgi, uh, uh, let's see, T, what is it? At TTLG underscore crew, C-R-E-W uh, on Twitter. Um, and then we've got, uh, we've got a Medium account, which is linked to the Twitter. Um, and of course, as always, really appreciate, you know, the, uh, you know, you guys watching the patronage. Please, please, please hop in, comments, uh, like, dislike. Look, we want it all because um, we want to make sure that we're, uh, we're uh, keeping the pace and tone of, of what we're trying to do here. So any, any closing comments, fellas? No, keep stacking them, Luna. Yeah, great discussion, guys. <laughs> That's it. All right. Learning a lot from you. Thank you. Thank That's you. it. All right, guys. Take care, Thanks. guys. Bye.